Wait on here. Alonzo. We're starting the podcast. Hello, Alonzo. Hello, everyone else. This is part three. This is the last part of the podcast. I'm so glad you joined us for part one and two. If you missed those, go back, watch them. They're all going to be together. It's going to be a nice, nice, convenient thread you'll see from Alonzo. It'll be, I'll, I'll release the podcast from my account. It'll be absolutely incredible. It's been so fun so far. I'm sure Alonzo has had fun. I've had fun going down memory lane. Now, here we go. The last 10, top 10 Patriots games of 2010 to the present. These are moments we will remember for the rest of our lives. This is going to be absolutely fucking epic. Are you ready? I was born ready. He was born ready. He's Lance Stevenson, I guess. All right, so number 10, Alonzo. 2017 Gronk Pittsburgh game at Pittsburgh. Fun fact: I was at this game. I ordered cowardly food. What you order? Uh, I think I had French fries with cheese. Okay, that's not bad. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go crazy. <laughs> What's go crazy mean? Like the shit you tweet, man. The shit you tweet is just. Oh, I don't want to get into it right now. I don't want to be in a bad mood. We're talking about great games. I don't want to be in a bad mood talking about your ridiculous food habits. Okay. Oh, I just had a normal French fries, and I think I had like a sandwich, a nice sandwich. But uh, the funny thing about this game, so they started the game. For those of you that weren't at this game, it was in Pittsburgh. I was in the end zone. They start At the beginning of the game, they started showing highlights. Of to- Okay, I was sitting around with the Steelers fans. They were all being super cool, super nice. And then all of a sudden, I stuff started changing. Fans, by the way. No, I sat beside completely nice Steelers fans. I sat oh, on both sides. Oh, they were the worst. They were amazing. They cheered Rex Burkhead's injury, which is kind of sad But in this game. But they were super, super nice to me the whole way, as was I. But what started it was the Steelers up on the big board they showed videos of Tom Brady getting sacked against the Steelers, which made me think in my head, because I'm sort of a genius like you are, I was like, they didn't win any of these games. What is the point <laughs> of showing this hype video of Tom Brady getting sacked if you have one win, one or two wins against him in the, his entire career? So uh, here, picture this. It's the Steelers stadium. It's absolutely a rowdy crowd. They've got their terrible towels. They're all getting hype for this hype video. There's, it's two minutes till kickoff. Here is Bryson NFL in the end zone. Everyone's seated. I stand up. It gets quiet after the video. I say, that's cool and all. Why don't you show the highlights of the 2016 AFC Championship game? And at this moment, it was on. Steelers fans all turned around and looked at me. They all knew. I knew. We were all done being nice. Yes. it was going down. <laughs> it was yeah. going down, man. It was absolutely epic. Here we here we go. The Jesse James touchdown or not touchdown. I'm pretty sure it happened right in front of me. And I was scared for my life. I remember this moment. That's what I take away from this game. Gronk silencing the crowd on the drive before in an epic Gronk 2015 AFC Championship game as Gronk drive. Jordan Richards was in the game. Oh my god! No, uh, no. Jordan Richards. He was in the game. He messed up. Of course he did because he's Jordan Richards, and it led to a big Juju play. Juju got away, and 
it almost I was at the game and I thought the game was over and then Juju just got away from everyone else and Jordan Richards was somehow involved and so was Eric Rowe and it was horrendous and I was at the they were at the goal line after this magnificent Rob Gronkowski Tom Brady drive where Gronk it was just like Brady to Gronk Brady to Gronk and you could not stop him for anything three times yeah and do we remember Gronk doing the little celebration after the two point conversion where he oh, just was oh, like he emasculated poor son. <laughs> He was it like, was, it was one of those. Yes. It was. I honestly look in that. I have never felt bad for a Patriots opponent, besides <laughs> in that very moment. Because poor Sean Davis, man, he looked like he was like a thirteen-year-old kid guarding his uncle who just refuses to take it easy. I mean, he. It was. It, it, it was mean, Gronk. That drive, man, Brady threw again. It was it's the theme of Brady throwing like near interceptions on game winning drives. I think the first play of the drive was that. And then right after he just goes to Gronk twice down the seam, which they only break out in crunch time. Um Gronk gets them both automatic. They're in position. And uh and he throws he throws kind of like a little corner route to Gronk. He underthrew and Gronk scooped it off the ground with his hands. His hands are like each like two feet, like just in circumference. I don't know the circle. Or did he has giant hands? Scoops it off the ground and just start. He starts flexing and he, you can tell he's going crazy. He's losing his mind. Mike Tomlin calls a timeout. Dion Lewis scores a touchdown. Um, and immediately. Like, my thought was just, oh, they scored way too quick. Like, it was awesome. Gronk dominated the Steelers. He, like, that whole drive was just a Gronk drive. It was actually similar to the opening drive in the second half of the Super Bowl that year where it was Gronk, 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 Gronk. And when they went to that, you couldn't stop it. And the whole second half was just all fully Gronk. The whole narrative going into that game was that the Steelers had found like the antidote almost to the Patriots, which was like Godford. Like, I mean, it was playing man coverage. They had found the secret sauce, which apparently no one had ever tried, right? Wrong. People tried it, and the Steelers actually had a pretty good amount of success with it because the Patriots hadn't totally unleashed Amendola. Chris Hogan was out. Brady didn't trust Dorsett. He didn't trust Kenny Britt. And uh, Brandon Cooks was not a perfect fit in this offense. And Gronk was really the only answer to beat man coverage that the Pats had. And he was the only answer they needed. Like when the second half started, Gronk, he had all but one of his catches came in the second half. And the Steelers couldn't do jack shit to stop him. This was the best game I have ever seen Gronk play. Um up there with that AFC Championship game against the Broncos and the Bears 2014 game, both of which are on the list. I've I've never seen a player dominate like Gronk. And to think, like, this game wasn't a random regular season game. The winner of this game was going to get the one seed in the AFC. Like, that was going to happen. And the loser was potentially not even going to have a first-round bye. Obviously, the Jags lost the next week to the Niners, which kind of gifted the Steelers their first round by. 
at the in the moment it felt like this is a must win to even get a week off in the playoffs which both teams needed pretty desperately at that point and Gronk completely willed the team in that game like no one I've ever seen before he really did and there was nothing better Alonzo than walking out of the game Walking my happy ass out of the game and hearing all the Steelers fans talking about the Jesse James caught at play. Oh my god, it was beautiful. But but they don't they don't they don't realize that after that big bend through the dumb pass tipped, didn't Eric Eric Rowe tip it and Harmon intercepted it? Yep. Harmon closed the game right in front of me. Steelers fans were weeping. Every, the whole nation was weeping. They actually changed the rules, and it had big, big implications because if this, if that Jesse James catch doesn't happen, let's say somehow he's guarded, you and know what? The, play, the play never happens. Do the Patriots win Super Bowl Fifty Two? Yes, because that was what I was going to That was what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say. In a weird way, I think the Patriots might win the Super Bowl if not for this game. Yeah, like just think about. NFL- if, Bro, the NFL changed the rules for one game because of this game. And if the NFL did not change, like if the same rules were in effect that, you know, for the entire, that, you know, if the same rules for the entire season were in effect for that Super Bowl, the Patriots win that game. Like the Corey, Cle- like, I don't know about the Zach Gertz touchdown. I think that might've been a touchdown either way. The Corey Clement touchdown was definitely not a catch. No. Definitely not a catch. Do the, the Philly special that play? No, like no. The do the Eagles? I'm sorry. Do the Eagles win the Super Bowl without that play? No, they don't. So make of that what you will. Again, the Pats probably don't have home field, and how does that change things? We'll never know. That year was not meant to be, and it's really disappointing that it wasn't. Because had they won Super Bowl Fifty Two. The way Brady played in that game, it might actually be like number three on the list. Number one would definitely be top three. It might it be should have been on the list. Super Bowl 52 should have been on the list. Completely disagree. That game was traumatizing. There's no I loved it. That game. I actually loved it. I was not worried the whole time until Brandon Graham got the strip set. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I was not worried. I was worried. I was not worried until they lost the game and then fuck <laughs> lost. What? What just happened? Why did we lose? It made no sense. Ugh. But this game absolutely affected the Super Bowl. There's no doubt about it. In many ways, in one, and also yes, F you, Jordan Richards. A big play in every big. A big hand in every big Patriots loss at the hand of Jordan Richards, who Bill Belichick has been quoted as saying his time will come. Remember that? (laughs) Oh, brother. He had had a fucking brain aneurysm on the field when he was trying to tackle Juju. (sighs) I mean, fuck that guy. Awful. Just absolutely awful. All right, let's move on from this. Number nine, 2011 AFC Championship game. This is actually not one of my favorites because it was so nerve-wracking to me. Joe Flacco owning the Patriots, low-key. We got bailed out. We got bailed out by Lee Evans and Billy Cundiff. 
And Bernard Sterling Pollard. Moore. Sterling Moore. Shout out Sterling. Sterling Moore, too. This Bernard Pollard, who we recently owned in an epic Twitter battle. Ooh. Absolutely Easy. should. He showed up in this game. Knocked out a Patriot, right? Am I right? Knocked out big Patriot wearing number 87, big Polish guy. Uh, yeah. Gronk, Gronk got his ankle uh, rolled up on by Pollard. And, you know, Pollard can make the case that it, these were all accidents, but when you're involved in multiple plays that either end up in someone's year or changes the course of their career – then it's it's actually not an accident. Or, you actually or, probably did it on purpose. Like changed the Super Bowl champion of that season. Which yeah, did it? It absolutely, it absolutely did. Gronk had to get a shot in his ankle because of this game in the Super Bowl. He didn't yeah, look the same he had at all. To get surgery on his ankle uh, because of this game. Uh, We've had and, but, we we I think on this list. Sorry to interrupt you, but we. We have like three or four Pyrrhic victories where the games were just awesome, but and it was the Edelman broken foot against the Giants, Gronk ACL against the Browns, Gronk forearm against the Texans, and this Gronk high ankle sprain slash like something tore in his ankle um, that he had to get surgery on because of Bernard Pollard. And they won all those games, but... Especially this one. This one just completely changed. And the Edelman broken foot game. Both just changed, I think, the eventual Super Bowl champion. Which sucks. It sucks to say. And We'll talk about the good in this game. Which was Lee Evans and Billy Cundiff giving the Patriots the, the Super Bowl berth. And Sterling Moore being fucking awesome. And <laughs> uh, what else? It was the MHK season, so it really felt like, oh, this team might be like destiny special. Yeah, it felt like that to me, really, as I was but watching it. The Sterling Moore deflection with the MHK logo, it yeah. felt like this was it. You yeah. remember the we talked about it, but the Patriots hadn't won a playoff game since 2007. Until the 2011 season. So this season, it wasn't like they were coming into this game, rolling in Patriots' immense playoff success in the past couple years. No, they they didn't have that at all. They just got by by the hair of their teeth. It created an intense Ravens rivalry that was absolutely awesome for years to come. It set up the 2014-15 AFC Divisional game. It was an incredible game. It felt like, in this year, it did feel like Brady was going to get his fourth. It just felt like Brady was going to get his fourth. The Texans game that we talked about before that, the team was absolutely stacked. Not the Texans game? What was it? Nah, the Texans game was 2012. 2011 was... Who did we play in the division in 2011? The Tebow. Tebow, that's right. That's right. The Tebow, it felt like after beating Tebow that the team was absolutely gonna destroy anyone yeah it just it just really felt like that and it just didn't happen and it was very sad very sad but it's a very important game for the hierarchy of patriots games it's i mean let's be real this game if they had won the super bowl might be higher oh yeah definitely this might be higher 
it was the most, it was more nerve wracking. Man, maybe because the the Ravens had the ball last. (laughs) That's always nerve wracking when the other team has the ball last. Uh, Especially with the 2011 Patriots. We've already talked about them. They had no business winning any kind of games with their secondary. Good grief. (laughs) All right, Alonzo. Enough of that heartbreak talk. Let's get into a lot of people mentioned this next game as their favorite game, actually, which I didn't think about. A lot of people naming this game as their favorite non-Super Bowl Patriots games, but a lot of people have so far. I'd say more than five people out of our over 150 responses that we tweeted like four hours ago. Okay. So 20, 2013, Broncos comeback. This is the year. This is the year of the Peyton Manning. He was absolutely amazing this year. Actually, during this game, after they got up 24, it was a thir- was this a Thursday night, Alonzo, or is it a Sunday it's a night? Sunday night. Sunday night. It was it was a Sunday night. So uh, we play actually play basketball on Sunday nights, and they were they got down 24, and I said I'm done with this. I'm gonna go hoop. So I went and played basketball, and I I kept getting texts, but I was playing, and I checked my phone, and it was like the Patriots are come there. It's tied now, and I was like, no way. So I went home. I got to watch the end. Could not believe it. Watched it again. And as Alonzo smartly pointed out, this was the last time the Patriots and, and the Broncos ever played where Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were both at their peaks of their powers. Absolutely. Peyton fell off a cliff. You know, Tom Brady actually predicted this in one of his emails. No one's <laughs> going to give Tom Brady credit for this, but Tom Brady actually emailed someone and said, what did he say? I've, I've got seven more years left and Peyton has like two six or seven years left Peyton's got two at most or something like that yeah he saw he saw the duck balls and he absolutely called it good job Brady wow what a call by Tom Brady calling a shot absolutely amazing but this game Edelman showed up big it was the Edelman Welker Edelman versus Welker game right Welker didn't Welker, Welker muff Welker a punt did West at the Welker end. Stuff. Welker did West Welker stuff. punt at the end while Julian Edelman proceeded to be the most valuable valuable receiver in, in the history of Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, he had a punt Welker return touchdown, call, right? Edelman had a Edelman had a Edelman had a punt return touchdown, right? And he had a receiving touchdown. No. Nah, Edelman nah, had a big had, punt return though. Receiving touchdowns. He had, he two had a big punt touchdowns. return. He had a big return. The, the punt return touchdown was in 2014. It was the next year. It all runs together, Alonzo. But Julian Edelman was awesome in this game. He's amazing. It's Julian Edelman owning the Broncos. Julian Edelman owning Chris Broncos. Harris Jr. Owning. Oh yeah, he's really Julian Edelman Jr. <laughs> if we're being real, um, or Edelman is Chris Harris Sr. I don't know what you want to call it, but Julian Edelman, Chris Harris's daddy. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, at the peak of their powers, weirdly for the last time. No one knew it at the time. Um, I remember this game, like, weeks before the game, I was making bets on it. I was just like, the Patriots are going to beat the Broncos. Because everyone, all I heard at school was, the Broncos are this juggernaut. There's an offense that's putting up, like, record numbers. They got so many weapons. 
Peyton's better than Brady. They stole Wes Welker. Got Demarius Thomas is like the best receiver in football almost, besides Josh Gordon. And I'm just like, you know what? Akib Talib is going to shut down Demarius Thomas, and people will laugh at me, right? And, you know, Alfonso Dennard is actually a pretty good matchup for Eric Decker. And Kyle Arrington, decent matchup for Wes Welker. And they can like, beat the shit out of Julius Thomas at the line. And I, had, I made this whole case about why they would beat the Broncos. And then it played out in the first half. It was kind of the exact opposite. And the Patriots would just turn the ball over. And Stephen Ridley fumbled. And Garrett Blunt fumbled. And Von Miller had a strip sack. And it was just the half from hell. And then the second half just went exactly as I had said it would. And I remember it for that. I had turned the TV off for halftime. I was so pissed. And then I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to... Let's just see. Let's just see. And there was one like theme that I repeated to myself over and over when they were down 24 to nothing. And for being a 13-year-old kid, really, I was not stupid. So I would just tell myself, like, one play. One play, just like win this one play, one play, one play, one play. And then next thing you know, it's like 24-14. It's like, oh, wait, they're down 10 points in the third quarter. That's completely normal. One play, one play, one play, and they won the game. Awesome game. Julian Edelman diving into the end zone. Oh, Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Just juking some other shoes, diving in the end zone. I remember the shots in this game of the wind when the Patriots elected to kick. Peyton Manning absolutely couldn't throw in the wind as he had a noodle arm. Of course, he always had, always had a noodle arm. Tom Brady's always had a better arm. But in well, this game specifically... Right the Patriots took the wind in overtime. They took the wind in overtime. That's and, crazy. And Peyton, and at the time, it was like, man, are you I don't know about this one, Billy. But he... He took the win in overtime, and it worked. Peyton Manning, no Sean Moreno might have ran wild, but the Patriots won. It was one for analytics. Analytics won in this game. Analytics let won. Ball, let the team run the ball. We're going to go out to stop the pass. I dare you. Keep running the ball. Five yards, six yards a clip. That does nothing for eight yards, nine yards per attempt passing. Analytics won. Dante Hightower lost. He's benched for Dane Fletcher. Oh, brother. I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah. Bench for Dane Fletcher. You can look that one up. You hate to see it. Yeah. This, this is an awesome game. All right. So, yep. next game. It's, you know what? We sure. just said that game. We, it's like it's going to be hard to top the games, but it's actually not because there's actually three more Super Bowls on this list. And a couple more FC Championship games. Well, we haven't list. gotten to any Super Bowls yet, to be. I, I know. That's right. But, it's but like, this list has been, like, just so awesome with playoff wins and regular season wins. Oh. I, it's just hard to imagine that there's just even more greatness coming. So, number there's, seven. There's one more. Let's tease it. There's one more regular season game. There's two AFC Championship games, which are pretty obvious. Three Super Bowls. And one more playoff game. Oh, yes. All right. Number seven. AFC Championship game against the Jaguars at Gillette Stadium. The week before, the Jags dominated Pittsburgh. 
they didn't dominate him, but they won in a, a high-scoring battle. Oh, they we didn't think they could. For, they, for most of the game, it was the Jacks were in control of that game. The Steelers just, you know, they padded their stats a little bit later. Right, and then Jalen Ramsey had the famous, we're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win that <laughs> bitch in front of the entire stadium when they got back off the airplane. Before the game, I thought there's no shot Blake Bortles beats the Patriots. Even though they had James Harrison and Matt Patricia, they had a banged-up defense. Gronk was concussed. Eric Lee was setting the edge. Eric Lee said, oh, my gosh, this is awful. But the, the, the Jags just ran out of plays. They were dominating the Patriots the first half. It was I remember tweeting, Matt Patricia Woodshed. <laughs> taking him to the woodshed by Blake Bortles taking him to the woodshed Cooks was dominating low key he had an indefensible drop now I don't remember it I wrote it in my notes but now I don't when was the Cooks drop what play was that bro the Cooks drop was a third quarter third quarter where the Patriots were just like crawling back in and they Jack shit on offense to that point in the game. They just weren't able to do anything. And Cooks had been awesome. Cooks was, for the most part, awesome in this game for as much shit as I like to give him. And, again, I hate the man. I hate Brandon Cooks. He was awesome in this football game. He was great. The drop he had was third quarter. It might have been a third down, too. He was wide open. It was like a walk-in touchdown. And... It just it just hit off his hands, and yeah, no, no, very bad. Luckily, the Patriots had Danny, Big Dick, Amendola. <laughs> That's his name. That's his name. They had uh... him. They don't win it without him. Just, I mean. And out of nowhere, carries the team for three consecutive drives, straight up. He he straight up carried the team, and if like before the game, Danny Amendola versus Jalen Ramsey, Brandon Cooks versus AJ Boy, like what's gonna happen in this game? There's no Julian Edelman, Gronk, they- Gronk's, Gronk's there of course, but they've got those speedy linebackers. And it did not matter. Danny Amendola just kept showing up. Like, holy yeah. sh... The, the touchdown in the back of the end zone, one of the best playoff Patriots plays I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it was a moment. I'm getting oh, nostalgic. Boy. I'm getting nostalgic. Wow. Oh, my God. But the other the, thing we didn't even... The Danny Amendola 2017 playoff run, just if you go numbers-wise is comparable to the Julian Edelman 2018 playoff run. Like, that's how good Danny Amendola was for those playoffs. He was fucking unreal. You know who else was unreal? James Harrison. (laughs) No, he actually sucked. Tom Brady. Tom Brady got his arm. Not his arm. Tom Brady got his hand slashed by Rex Burkhead during this week. We totally, yep. we totally forget about this, but actually, like on the Wednesday and Thursday, Tom Brady is wearing his his uh, gloves to the press conference, and we were worried if he was going to play. Actually, 
We didn't know if Tom Brady was going to play. Do you remember? Do you remember that year? There, like right when he appeared on the injury report with a right hand injury, they, like there were a bunch of rumors that started circulating that he had been playing with a broken hand, and they, that's why his production had kind of fallen off the last six weeks of the season. I swear, you're making that face at me right now, which people can't see. But there were, like, there were rumors online about, oh, Brady. I remember. Fucked up his hand. And at the time, like, when he was on the injury report with the right hand injury, the the rumors were already out. So I thought, like, oh, wow, Brady actually might have done something to his hand and, like, aggravated it or something. And then when he showed up with the gloves, which he had never done before, you could tell that something was off. And it was something that hadn't been pre-existing. It was something new. And there was no information on it. No one knew, like, is it a cut? Is it like, what the fuck happened? And you kind of get more information as the game gets closer. And like, oh, he Brady had like 15 stitches. He had eight stitches. He had 12 stitches. He had 10 stitches. He had... You got all these reports and Tom Curran saying that Brady had been getting treatment at TB12 like the morning of the game. And honestly, like the Patriots are playing an elite defense with top tier talent all over the board. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to look. I don't like, is he going to wear a glove? Is he going to wear a tape? Is he going to wear like a bandage? What's happening? Comes out there in KT tape on his right hand. And just for for most of the game, the Jags did an incredible job on him. And then in the fourth quarter, he shredded them, completely shredded them. With Dwayne Allen starting at t- with Dwayne Allen at tight end, Brandon Cooks being blanketed by Jalen Ramsey after the Jags moved them moved Boye off him, and Phil Dorsett and Danny Amendola and just Danny Amendola being amazing. That was it. He took us home, then he took us to the Super Bowl. Mm. I us. remember Gronk going out with a concussion and thinking, I saw the Patriots sweet man. Gronk's yeah. out. It's over. There's no shot. The Patriots are struggling in the first half. And then yeah. Big D. Dola, Tom Brady, didn't matter if that sex Burkhead absolutely eviscerated his hand in practice from one of his face masks. Yeah. That that was and then Corey Grant, you remember Corey Grant in this game? He was amazing. He he looked like Dion Lewis if Dion Lewis ran like a three five forty. <laughs> oh Matt Patricia, we gotta love those days. <laughs> Landon Roberts is wearing the dot. Oh Good. shit. Yeah, Hightower was out. People forget. Hightower was out. Bentley didn't exist. Roberts was Trash. I mean, the, the defense, man. Ugh. Malcolm Butler played his last game on defense as a Patriot. He was awful in that game, too. He was he, not good at the Jack game. Yeah, he was still better than Johnson Batamosi would have been. Oh, brother. Amazing game, though. Super Bowl 52. Nope, nope. Amazing game, I'm though. not talking about it ever again. Tom Brady's one of Tom Brady's greatest playoff runs was in 2017. Just stupid, stupid yeah. numbers. Yeah, it would have been the greatest. Seriously, uh, it would have been. Uh, Matt Patricia, 
packages. We hated. Oh no! All right. Yeah. Next game Ooh. to our first Super Bowl. Number um, six. Yeah. Number six. Super Bowl Fifty Three. To me, this felt like a concert because it was just so epic because of the L.A. Boston thing. I don't know. I I I was really worried about the Rams offense. I was really worried about the Patriots defense, but they came through. Three points they allowed. An absolute epic defensive battle. The Rams confused Tom Brady from the start, which I actually didn't think could ever happen, ever. I thought Tom Brady would shred the Rams. The, Kyle the Rams, Van Noy. The Rams, the Rams were lining up Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, and Nicole Roby Coleman against Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, and Philip Dorsett. I don't care. It was still, I just still thought that Tom Brady would shred. Yeah. That's, it was, the, was this a great... Can we deem this the Joy Edelman game? Because it was the greatest Joy Edelman game ever. He abused, he abused Tlaib. He abused Peters. Anyone that lined up on him was just absolutely getting he, work put on them today. He, again, from like I was there, and every single catch, it felt like he had five yards of separation. It didn't matter. It, it, he might have been sitting in a zone. It might have been against man. He killed everyone in this game. From the slot, from the outside, he ran a little burst corner out on Tlaib where Tlaib looked like 37 years old. Julian Edelman was unreal in this game. Completely unreal. And Chris Hogan... Oh, this guy. ...was abominable. Holy shit. He had... This guy begging for money in the offseason. Comes to the Rams Super Bowl. My guy had uh, six catches. I mean, six targets and zero catches. He was, I mean, every time they threw him, every time Brady threw him the ball, there was a corner like just draped on him like a fucking wet blanket. It was, he was, um, I mean, I've never seen a receiver play that bad a game without even no drops, no nothing. He was just, it was a heart attack every time he got a target. Philidor said couldn't even get it, like, open enough to get a target. He was – Cordero Patterson subbed in for him because he could create more separation on third downs. And they won the game because Bill Belichick is the greatest defensive mind in the history of the NFL. Straight up. And the other beautiful thing was watching Trent Brown stand next to Aaron Donald and just absolutely towering over him and dominate him. The offensive line was dominant in this game. The run game was they bullied the Chiefs. They bullied the Rams. They bullied the Chargers. You did not want to see Trent Brown lining up against you in the run game because he was motivated. He was absolutely mauling people like he should have all year. It It was stupendous. Yeah, yeah. Trent Brown was like a chunky shooting star in our life. Holy crap, man! This game, peak Trent Brown for the playoffs is absolutely insane. And the thing, the thing that I wrote down after this game, think about how we felt after the 2011 to 2013 season. How unlucky the Patriots were, and 2013, how injured they were, or how bad they were. Now they 
they went from three rings to Brady will never win another to now they have double that. They have six rings. And after the game, Belichick says, we'll be back. <laughs> Bill Belichick never proclaims anything, knows the media is everywhere. Yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. Two other things we should point out. Stephon Gilmore. Brandon Cooks had a nice stats game. Stephon Gilmore sunned him for the entire game. Ooh, game ceiling interception. Beautiful for Gilmore. Oh. Game ceiling. Game ceiling interception. And Gilmore was one on one with him the entire game. Whenever they played man, it was Gilmore one on one. They would double Woods. Their per- their whole focus in this game was they were not going to let Robert Woods beat him, and they were going to live with Gilmore on Cooks one on one. And Cooks, I'll give him one thing: the guy's a burner. And to be able to hang with Cooks one-on-one for the entirety of a football game is very hard. And Steph Gilmore did it better than anyone could, I think. Better than you could ask. So, shout-out Gilmore. And shout-out Gronk. Went out on top. And he went out with a vintage Gronk play. And a few, like, just... We'll talk about then another playoff game a little later on the list. Um, the last memories we have of Gronk up to this point, even though he was actually he was seen throwing with Brady pretty recently in at UCLA, the last Gronk memories we have are the ones I want to remember him with. I don't want him to come back. It's perfect. It ended perfectly. I love the man. What more could you ask? He went out, vintage, Brady, Gronk, seam route, defining play of the game. One play later, it's game over. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Nothing more beautiful than watching that punt Jared Goff throw it up and watching Stephon Gilmore turn his head around and just knowing that the game was over right then and there. Kyle Van Noy had a big game, and this game... We talked about it in August, late July, how Brian Flores would change the defense and make him more aggressive and how he was just a, such a more handsome and more intelligent man than Matt Patricia. And it was the it was a Brian Flores game. It was amazing. Brian Flores gets mad shout-outs for this game. Holy shit. Still can't believe it happened. It felt like an event. It felt like years ago. It was just a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. When they won the game, and Josh Gordon, I had Josh Gordon's post notifications on, and when I got, I was at the stadium, and I got his post notification, just as like someone was like giving their their speech, and it was just so weird. <laughs> it was so weird because the whole season when I had pictured the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, I just imagined Josh Gordon like getting his champion hat and being all happy about it. And then you're at the game, and Josh Gordon's posting from a rehab facility. Ah, that was sad. But other than that, a perfect, perfect storybook ending for the 2018 Pats, honestly. And the last thing we can say about them is that I remember being in my car recording the podcast at a gas station talking about Josh Gordon being suspended or not being with the team anymore. And we were like sitting right where I'm uh, sitting. Maybe, maybe, maybe they can win. I was like, nah, I don't know. Maybe they could still win. You were like, no. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Probably not. 
There's probably no shot that they could ever win. We were talking Josh... about maybe they could win a playoff game, and I was like, no, they can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was awesome. And then they, when they won, it was like, what? <laughs> Tom, Brady's Tom Brady's a good. That Next, is... we're cracking the top five, baby. Number five. Oh, this is a good one. 2014, on the Cincinnati Bengals. After the KC debacle, and legitimately, I remember tweets from my from my little account. I remember tweeting, you know, if Tom Brady plays bad again, let's just let's just if he plays bad again, let's just let's just roll with Jimmy. Let's see what Jimmy has. It was the Patriots aren't good anymore via Trent Dilfer, and it was just like a big f you to everyone. Tom Brady came in. Gronk was like crying after the game about how they made Tom made Brady Tom look like Tom Brady again. It was beautiful. Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady again. It sparked the drive for the 14-15 team. Bel- what did Bel- yeah, Belichick kept saying, on to- we're on Cincinnati, blah, blah, blah. Not going with Jimmy. We're on Cincinnati. Tom's the quarterback. No, he laughed. He didn't even acknowledge the question. Fucking exactly. Mike Giardi. Mike Giardi, are you going to consider making the change at the quarterback position? And Belichick just smirked. That's the moment they won the Super Bowl. Belichick's laugh at that question. That's it. That's They won the Super Bowl right there. Look, for me, man, this is a regular season game, and we're ranking it number five on a countdown. And keep in mind, this is a team that in the this is the past nine seasons of football, they've made eight AFC Championship games, they've made five Super Bowls. I mean, to rank a regular season game number five, it has to mean a lot. And this game means, I think, more to the Patriots' 2.0 dynasty than any non-playoff game that you can dream up seriously it everyone thought they were done Trent Dilfer said they weren't good anymore the Chiefs emasculated them on Monday Night Football the Bengals I think were coming off a weird like early season week four bye and and the Patriots were on a short week and the Bengals were three and oh and they were playing just really, really well. They looked legit. They had a lot of talent. That team was, you look back on it, it was kind of loaded. And the Patriots just completely took it to them. Like, it wasn't even close. And it went from, like, is Tom Brady done? To, oh, Tom Brady just threw for 50,000 career yards. And Gronk kind of looks like Gronk again. And... Everything's normal, and Revis did a great job on A.J. Green, and the Patriots just suddenly, they were back, and they looked like the team that we had all imagined they would look like. They made a few moves on the offensive line. They settled into LaFella's wide receiver two across from Edelman, and that was it. That was, in a weird way, like a couple tweaks and like full Gronk, and that was all they needed. It was like... It was a lot similar to the Week 5 Tampa Bay game in 2017 where the Patriots, after a month, changed their defense. They started playing more man instead of more zone. It was kind of the same thing. Revis was playing a lot of zone. Gilmore was playing a lot of zone. 
Then they just sort of was like, okay, Revis, here's A.J. Green, eat him alive. And he had a great game. He, I think he forced a fumble. A.J. Green might have had one or two catches, but Revis was absolutely amazing in that game. Yeah, ev- everyone played like stars. Browner wasn't playing yet. Um, he came back for the Thursday night. I think it was week seven against the Jets. So he wasn't active, but they had Alfonso Dennard out there. He was still kicking around, making some plays. Arrington slot, and I don't know. It's weird to say, like, that's when I knew that the 2014 team was special. But to bounce back on a short week against an undefeated, extremely talented team that is coming off a bye after you get pounded in primetime on Monday Night Football, to bounce back the way they bounce back, just after that game, it was okay. The Patriots are the Patriots. The Patriots are back. People still had their reservations. I didn't. I was all in on that team. And it was a springboard to this version of the dynasty. I mean, if they come out and they get, you know, they, if even they lose like 27 to 24, that's a shit show. That's a complete shit show with how they started the season. With Jimmy. You know, you're getting calls for him to play. It's a disaster. And luckily, this game really did, in my opinion, change everything. My goodness, it changed everything. Holy cow. From It went from, is Tom Brady done to, oh, Tom Brady's not done. Oh, and the Patriots actually are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, and Gronk's back. Gronk's back. Gronk didn't look like Gronk for the first month of the season. He looked timid. He was coming off the ACL. He didn't look like himself. He wasn't confident. And then in that Chiefs game, I think Jimmy was the one that threw him a touchdown. And he he fought through like five guys on the Chiefs. I'm not kidding. You can look it up. It's a little slant. Gronk was lined up wide to the right. And his arm brace like kind of fell off. And he still gave him a big spike. And in that moment, like, you could just tell that something changed confidence-wise or that he knew, like, all right, I need to be me. And for the rest of the season, it's the healthiest he's ever been. And I know that he had better numbers in 2011, but I think that the 2014 through 2015 and even the 2016 healthy version of Gronk is the apex of Gronk because they were lining lining him up more on the outside and just letting him eat linebackers alive. He was way more diverse in his route tree. He might have been more explosive and more like raw athletic earlier on in his career, but they were doing so much more with him in that 2014 to 2016 stretch. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, that was probably the best Gronk. Yeah. Probably the best Gronk. All right, so number four. Uh, this this is dad told us this is the best this is the best non-Super Bowl playoff game. This was his choice. 2014 AFC Divisional. This game is extremely yeah. special to me because the week before I actually had an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Were you at the Super Bowl? Uh, 49? Yeah. Yeah. So we were both there. We just didn't know each other at the time. 
Yeah. Could have hung out, man. You could have came over to my apartment or hotel afterwards. We could have thrown a banger. You were probably, how old are you? <laughs> so I you're was like 15. Just, just turned 15. <laughs> Fun yeah. fact, I told my dad, we, we stopped at a gas station after, um, after the Super Bowl, quick tangent. And uh, I was just elated, right? And I told my dad, like, dad, you getting beers? He's like, no. <laughs> like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't do anything either, man. I was, I was wicked. I wasn't, I wasn't 21 yet, so I couldn't really do anything. But I had the opportunity to go fate. the week. Nah. Oh, sorry. Nah. But... Uh, the, I had the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, and there we were like, I don't know, you know, they haven't played yet. Okay, let's just go. So we did it, and then the Ravens game happened. They were down fourteen. I was shitting my pants on <laughs> on my couch, thinking about rooting for the Ra- Ravens or the Colts in the Super Bowl. The Edelman pass happened. Justin Forsett was running wild. Gary Kubiak was owning us with his zone scheme. It seemed like it seemed like the Ravens' offensive line was getting to the next level whenever they wanted to. Yeah, they were absolutely just bullying us. It was, it was just. It seemed like when I saw the shot of Vince Wolfork after the the Forsett touchdown on the sideline, I was like, man, this is over. They were down fourteen for the second time. And then they just they they pulled it out. They the Ron Horman sealed the game. Edelman had the pass to Amendola that sparked the comeback. Brady had the absolute one of his best passes in his entire career to Brandon LaFell, dropped it in the bucket. Holy shit, man. This game was the most epic game. And then the the thing that I remember the most is watching the stadium. Was it before the Harmon interception? Yeah. They were playing Your Love. Everyone was singing. They were playing Your Love. Everyone was singing. I was like, man, this is fucking epic. Harmon got the interception. It was like, holy shit. One more game. They're on to the Super Bowl. This team is a team of destiny. Two 14-point leads they came back from. This is the sweetest victory I've ever tasted as a Patriots fan. It felt like. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, nah, this game, one of my best friends in the world is a diehard Ravens fan. And for for two years, he had just given me shit about the 2012 AFC Championship game where Anquan Bolden, I mean, he emasculated Marquise Cole. It was really bad. Once, <laughs> once Tlaib went out, it was, I mean... I've never seen a player just be humiliated on a big stage like Marquise Cole was in that game. And I had had been taking that shit for two years, and then this year it felt different, right? It felt like, okay, this Pats team is is special. It's, It's, I mean, it's got the talent that's commensurate with its name. It's got... Everything you could want, a second, a great secondary, a young front seven that's playing up to its potential, um, a healthy Gronk in the playoffs for the first time in literally years. Um, and it starts off and you're just, wow, okay, maybe, maybe Joe Flacco's just a, like another level playoff performer. Maybe he really is like Joe Montana 2.0 or something. I don't know. 
and they're down 14 nothing and they could they hadn't been able to do anything offensively they hadn't been able to stop them on defense and then the game plan just started to be let's abuse Rashawn Melvin and I'll remember this game for Rashawn Melvin being targeted I think it was 22 times and allowing 21 receptions because the Patriots were horrified of throwing I don't know if it was Jimmy Smith or Ladarius Webb Bottom line, they did not want to throw it to that side. So they just, they went at Rashawn Melvin. And it was the whole game completely merciless. And even, they're down, they're down 14 points. And it's weird how cool I was. It's like, okay, yeah, it's two possessions. Just score once. Just score once and it's one. It's fine. And... My God, the study, the rule book, the Brady rainbows, the fact that the Patriots had five playable offensive linemen that season and one of them, Stork, got hurt. And Stork is a center, and that's a tough position to just step in and replace, and they had to reshuffle everything. Man, yeah, it's tough. Having this game four is insane. Like, the fact that, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're probably forgetting things, too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we're forgetting a whole lot of things. Yeah. Once, give me one second. What's, what's something else about this game that I'm totally forgetting? What is something else? Well, we already said the formations. Formations. I don't know, man. Brandon, Someone's... Brandon Browner got benched sort of hurt slash benched they put logan ryan on tory smith instead he really didn't he really didn't have a good matchup in this game he didn't no the ravens were steve smith and revis were obvious even though steve smith kind of took revis yeah steve smith ate (laughs) revis alive yeah yeah not revis's best moment um they had tory smith who was a burner but he was too big for kyle arrington so that didn't really make sense Kyle Arrington was going to take the slot either way. And Logan Ryan was, at that point in his career, if you shaded safety help over him, it was a perfect matchup for Torrey Smith. Owen Daniels owning us. What is with with Owen Daniels and owning the Patriots and Bill Belichick? Owen Daniels would be tight end one right now. (laughs) Playoff Scott Chandler? Oh. No, 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 Scott Chandler. No, <laughs> but yeah, was, man. Yeah, the the absolute elation I had to know that there was a chance. Like it just felt like the Pacers were going to the Super Bowl after this game. Yes, like there was yes. no shot they're losing to the Colts. I was going to the Super Bowl. Now it was about just getting on the flight, and getting there. That was it. The yeah. Patriots are going to the Super Bowl after this game. Absolutely epic. I can't believe it's hard to imagine after this game that there were games better than this. Like the Patriots hadn't won a Super Bowl since in almost a decade. Yeah. A decade. A decade. They man, the moments were all huge in this game. Like the Ravens just put together sustained drives right the whole way through. It was methodical. They would control the ball. 
and the Pats would just get chunk plays, and they would get chunk plays in weird ways. And, you know, from the Edelman pass to the weird formations to the to the LaFell rainbow to the Gronk um, making Rashawn Melvin eat his ass, which is an iconic Pats photo. They, it was just chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. The Ravens had Suggs and Doomerville, and you were worried the entire game. How are they going to block these guys? Brady had his eye poked. Remember that? Timmy Jernigan poked Brady's eye, and it was all red. Mm, that's right. His eye was? His, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right Just, about that, Alonzo. Yeah. Crazy game. Jamie, Devin McCourty had a pick. They were up 31 to the 28 now they were yes we're up something to something and mccordy it might have been tied mccordy picks it off and they don't get any points from that and then jamie collins forces a fumble that would have put him at the six on the ravens i think somewhere around there and revis gets called for a hold on steve smith which ruined that just so much shit happened and it was seesaw and it was weird Weirdly seesaw and just different from any game. I don't know. The well, the thing that was different is that in previous years the Patriots don't win this game, and now right. yeah, this started that they would win these big games, and now they catapult them into multiple big games that they won. Dude, that's what we we have. How many 2013 games do we have on this list? We have like three. I mean, we have three 2013 wins. And we have the 2013 AFC Championship game as well. And I honestly think that the 2013 team set the foundation for the next five years and hopefully further of just resilience and tough it out and find a way to win and go out kicking and screaming and mental toughness and all that shit that sounds... Everything sounds cliche. It isn't. true, though. It's very true. Like these games, they wouldn't have won earlier, <laughs> and they won them. Like that that Browns game, they come back from two touchdowns down with two minutes left. The Saints game, they shouldn't have won that. They won that. The Broncos game, obviously, like that game, that season with such an undermanned team, like you just knew that comebacks were possible. Because that team wasn't even good, and they were coming back to beat either in games where they had like no chance mathematically of winning, or games where you know they might have, but the other team was just so much better, and they were they found a way to win those. Mm. Oh my god, this is beautiful. This is I this can't is- imagine if you're not a Patriots fan, listen to this. You're like, man, thirty-two effing games. This is number four. Holy shit. Number three, Alonzo. Arguably, if it wasn't a Super Bowl, it'd be number one. This felt like a Super Bowl. 2018 AFC Championship game. Once again, the underdog Patriots, they just got done shredding the Chargers. Who'd who'd the Patriots play in this? I don't even remember who who they play. Is it the next game the Chiefs game? Right? Next game was Chiefs game. That's right. Chargers and Chiefs, then Rams, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
They just got done shredding the Chargers, and people still counting them out. <laughs> it, they were at Chiefs. I thought they could win, but I'll, sometimes I am just kind of stupid for the Patriots. Man, beating beat, beat Mahomes at the crib. It was going to be tough. The first half, it was 14 to nothing. The Patriots' offensive line was insane this game. Absolutely insane. You pointed out that Brady had three go-ahead game-winning drives, go-ahead drives. It's the best game ever that is in a Super Bowl. Tom Brady literally had a laser pointed in his face, and it didn't matter. And I think someone actually posted the stat that he was two for two with 47 yards when people pointed the laser at him. So it actually didn't work at all. <laughs> he had the he had the absolute dot to door set. His stats didn't look very good, but if you get to go back and watch That's the throw, watch the game, watch the game. He, he was he he was a nightmare. In my opinion, I think that the Patriots ran the ball maybe a little bit too much, and it 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 actually made the game a lot closer than it should have been. If they would have thrown the ball just a little bit more with Tom Brady, maybe they would have been up just a little bit more. But Patrick Mahomes in the second half, in the fourth quarter, holy shit, exploding. Tyree Kill with Keon crossing. The one explosive catch that Tyree Kill actually had. Travis Kelce was essentially eliminated by J.C. Jackson. Somehow... <laughs> yeah, and somehow the Chiefs still just exploded. And they the Chiefs got the ball back. They scored way too fast. The Patriots got the ball. And their offensive line just destroyed the game. They, yeah. I think it was Rex Burkhead's touchdown. Tom Brady jumps up and down in everyone's arms. Dave Andrews is giving the crowd shit. It was so, so, so sweet. Holy shit. Bro, they we it was the last pod we did in the season, and I don't even think I'm not sure if we released it because we had a lot of technical difficulties before, um, during the season and shit. And I remember talking to you about like how are they going to defend Tyreek Hill? How are they going to defend Kelsey? Like, are they going to really put Chung on Kelsey? Is that the answer? Just double Kelsey? take your chances with Hill one-on-one or like double Hill and take your chances with Kelsey one-on-one. But then what do you do with Watkins? And obviously as Mike Lombardi loves to say, the answer lies in the non-obvious and they just put their fastest guy on Tyree kill. That was John Jones. John Jones got hurt. Still don't know what that was. Turned into Keon crossing. Keon crossing gets destroyed. John Jones comes back. Tyree kill does nothing for the rest of the game. The front seven was also ridiculous. Like you mentioned, we've mentioned the secondary. Gilmore. Uh, Watkins had a big stats game. That's deceiving. Gilmore put him in jail for the entire game until Mahomes just hit him with a dot on the run with Gilmore draped all over him. And the only place Watkins can get it on the opening drive of the of the second half. And that's when I knew, like, okay, Mahomes. There, it's 14 nothing, and the Pats dominated the whole first half. I wouldn't have been safe at 28 nothing at that point. They, the Chiefs were just so explosive. And um, Brady made one mistake the whole game, which was the pass on the one-yard line. They got picked by Hitchens. I think, what do you have, two interceptions, 
uh, one hit off Edelman's hands. The third one would have been the, um, the D Ford offsides, which hit off Gronk's hands. Scouting box scores is stupid. He drove the Pats down three times to go win the football game with like less than five minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's fucking legend shit on the road. They, for me, this game is so high because they hadn't won a road playoff game literally since I had been conscious. Like they, I mean, part of that is them being the one seed so much, but they had no signature road win. And they had been getting so much shit for that. They'd lost two Broncos games on the road. And Arrowhead is just a different beast. They obviously lost at Arrowhead that Monday night. And this game felt like, you know, it could have easily been a route if you look at Kansas City's talent. Then it it turned into just a Julian Edelman masterpiece. Gronk turns back the clock for two just crucial third downs after D Ford gives him an extra life. And so many of these comebacks, you just see like you can't give New England an extra life because they always take it and they always they always kill you. Yeah, they really do. And man, the off just the offensive line, how crazy they just the holes were so gigantic. Yeah, Trent Brown was absolutely amazing. This is one of like this was the play. These playoffs and this game particularly was like, man, re-sign Trent Brown. Like, look at this guy. Look how valuable it is to have a guy who's six foot eight and can just absolutely murk people off the ball whenever he wants. Holy shit, this game. Yeah, yeah, man, we're, we're we. This game has so much. Did we mention the Edelman like kind of muffed punt? Uh, Where his fingers like on the replay, it looked it, it, like they touched. It, it it for me it never looked like his fingers touched. I'm not I'm not even being biased. I, like the angle for me, it never looked like it touched. I thought I thought his finger moved just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, we'll never know. It doesn't really matter now, but. I mean, they turned it over two plays later on an Edelman drop, so ball don't fly. Uh, still, Edelman, they, they converted three third and tens on the game-winning drive in overtime. What the fuck? And Chris That's, Hogan came up big. Yeah, much maligned. Much Chris, maligned because he sucked for the entire season, but he was... They don't win that game without his contributions. You're right about that. They needed everything. That like they had the corny ass playoff motto, the everything we've got. They needed absolutely everything. Like the defense, the defense played, I would say, a pretty phenomenal game, and they allowed 31 points. They needed everything from everyone that anyone could give. If they get one play less, they lose that game. Because Kansas City, let's be real, they were just a more talented football team. Period. Forget weapons. Forget, like, they they were, and they were, forget, I mean, even, you can make a case they weren't, right? Because the Pats defense was loaded by the end of that season. 
the Chiefs were at home, and that home crowd just give they takes them to another level. That the fact they won that game, crazy, crazy to me. Oh, you hate to see Patrick Mahomes lose his first two big big games against the Patriots in the regular season at playoffs. I really hate to see that. Might ruin him for the rest of his career against the Patriots. Might be seeing ghosts for the rest of his Patriots career. You hate to see a team propose a rule change after losing to the Patriots. Oh, brother. Yeah, that's right. They changed the rule proposal. They, they offered the rule proposal change. Cowards. Cowards. All right, yep. Alonzo. Next game. If you're at home, you're probably wondering, is it 51? Is it 49? Which way is it going to go? A lot of people have 51-1. Well, I'm going to tell you we have Super Bowl 51, number two. It was the greatest comeback ever. Lady Gaga was ass. What? And Lady no, Gaga wasn't. was ass. Everything was ass, bro. I was on my, I was pounding the keys on my phone, like, F this team, screw this. I'm going home. Actually, I, I was at a party, which, like I said, Stop not normal for me. Stop. I know. I, I threw a party oh. at my boy's house, had a had a bunch of food, and I said, look, we're going to go at home at halftime. I'm only going to do a half. I pro- only a half. And it ended up being we left at halftime 21-3. to three. On the way home, they scored again, and I was like, man, are you kidding me? And by this time, I had, this, I had like, the records, like, well, if I watch it at this house, they're – they're you know seven and one and they score this many points per game like i already thought about it i had way too much time on my hands we get back to the house they the falcons never score again it's all patriots from then on out i did not move from my bed i did not move one i did not move for one second until james white's um tying it was james white's was it james white that tied the game or was it danny amendola that tied the game with the two-point conversion it once once Dola had a two point conversion, I actually got up, screamed, and thought, "Wow, the Patriots might win this game." They get the ball in overtime. Tom Brady makes some of the best throws of his entire career, specifically one on the sideline to Chris Hogan. Just the di- just the degree of di- difficulty. The game seemed over once Julio got the catch over Eric Rowe. It seemed like destiny once again. By the, the way, Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, not Malcolm Butler curse, but the catch, the catch curse. Okay, Tyree, yeah. Were you saying, Alonzo, by the way, what? Um, the Julio play is going to be lost to history. I don't think, like, people, it's not a play you see over and over and over again, like the Edelman catch on NFL films. The Edelman catch. I think personally is overrated. I think you could point to so many plays in that game to where like if he doesn't catch that, what is it? I think that that might have even been a first down that I don't know if they'd necessarily lose that game if not for that catch. Uh and it was like largely luck. It was an incredible catch. It was also very lucky. The Julio catch was entirely skill like i was blanketed by row and there was someone there was help coming over the top matt ryan put it in the only place julio could get it and julio still had to make an impossible catch 
just using his entire wingspan and vertical and then getting his toes down. And he did that. And there were a lot of points. I was at this game too. And I turned to my dad at that point and I said, if we're going to lose because of that play, like I'm fine with it. Like we were so, we made so many mistakes for the, the whole first half. Um, and then even in the second half, Edelman had a drop when it was 21-3 on their first drive of the third quarter to where, like, if they were going to lose the game at the end and not be able to fully come back from a 25-point deficit because Matt Ryan and Julio Jones made one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen in my life, like, that was fine by me. Then Trey Flowers gets the sack, Chris Long draws the holding penalty, and the Falcons do more dumb shit, and suddenly the Pats were 91 yards to tie the game. And it was so weird how inevitable it felt. Like, they were down eight points. My issue was what two-point conversion play are they going to run? It wasn't, are they going to score? Like, I was scarred from the AFC Championship game from the year prior. All I could think was, what two-point conversion play are they going to run? Because they were going to score. In my mind, there was no doubt that they were going to go 91 yards in three minutes and however many seconds. And they did. And they fucking did. And everything. We could we could make an entire podcast just on that game. Just on, like, a rewatchables. And you know what? Knowing us, we might do that. <laughs> Honestly. Because... Every play, once it was 28-3, mattered. Every single one. Even the Pats had an onside kick when it was 28-9 after Cowardly Guskowski missed an extra point. Oh, my gosh, this guy. Yeah, fuck that Guskowski. He he missed an extra point. Uh, Pats had to onside kick something at 28-9. And... At that point, if the Falcons gain, I think it's like 10 more yards, 12 more yards, they are in field goal range. And Pat Chung makes a pass breakup and Sheard, dang, that's a pass down or he sacks Matt Ryan, something like that. Maybe it was Van Noy. I don't even know. But plays like that are completely lost to history. And they were all crucial. Like if... If the Falcons gain 12 yards on that drive, they probably win the Super Bowl. It's crazy to think about. You didn't even talk about the Hightower strip sack. Like, we've barely talked Hightower this entire podcast, except you slandering him for being diabetic. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> the, th- the thing that happened was that um, Freeman was in the game. Yeah. Because Coleman was hurt. Coleman got hurt, and that was really big. Coleman gets hurt. He's their best pass protector. So Freeman's out there. So the Patriots blitz. Hightower takes Freeman out, gets a strip sack. Freeman barely tries to block him. Holy sh! Just think about how many just different plays, singular plays that could have just like that. That's a singular play. He Coleman gets hurt. Freeman in changes the game. James White gets the toss. And remember at the goal line when Tom Brady threw the pass up to Marcellus yeah, Bennett? That, that almost got kind of, Oh, my God, brother. That was, oh. that was a pick. Oh, shit. 
Tom Brady. You scared me so badly. <laughs> yeah. The only James. Reason, the only reason the game was still going on is because I think Devondre Campbell completely mugged Bennett on the goal line. He just tackled him as Brady threw the ball to him. And Bennett says he and Brady still text about it. Like, ah, you should have got the game winner. Like, that was yours. You got mugged <laughs> on the goal line. <laughs> Man. So many plays, dude. And then the other thing, the James White play that won the game, people don't remember for months after that, people were showing screenshots of, oh, it's James White's knee down. It was Look not- at the ball. The ball's here. The Patriots really didn't win. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was it was the most it was the biggest FU game of all time. Brady had the commercial afterwards with the Roger that thing <sighs> after Deflate Gate. Brady got to shake uh Goodell's hand when he received his trophy his uh, MVP. A lot of great, just super great things happened after this game. Everything changed. Oh my gosh. Brady got his fifth past Joe Montana. It was no longer a debate. It was no longer a debate after uh, 49, but now it really wasn't a debate. Yeah. Uh, bliss, pure bliss. Yeah. The, it, this game, two more things for me, just personally. One, after 21-3, my dad and I just switched seats. We didn't even say anything to one another. We just kind of looked at each other we were like, yeah, stand up, switch seats. Uh, people next to us did the same thing. <laughs> and um, at halftime, it's 21-3, and I was depressed. I was I'd, like, I was ready to say, like, these guys just have to play for pride. I don't care if they win. They just have to play for pride. And, and then I, 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 th- I start thinking back, and I... I called on the comebacks we talked about earlier in this podcast or in the earlier parts of this podcast. I called on the 2013 Broncos game where they were down 24 to nothing at halftime. That was worse. They were in a worse spot in that game by a freaking touchdown. Uh, I called on even the, the Colts Pats AFC championship game in 2006. I called on just all the comebacks that they had made. I called on uh, Super Bowl 49, which is the next game on our list, uh, where they were down 10 points to the fucking Legion of Boom in the fourth quarter. And I just said, we just need one touchdown. And we're basically in the same position we were in two years ago. Like, let's go. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then I, I watched Lady Gaga and I said, I thought it was great. That was the first thing. I thought she was great. Nothing was great after getting your ass kicked. The I, chili cheese fries weren't great anymore. The cheesy toss weren't great anymore. The, you know what? That's, all right, that's fair. That's fair. But I was ready for like, I was ready to watch them fucking like win the game after that. And then once it was twenty-eight-three, like once Devin Coleman scored, I said, "Oh fuck! <laughs> now let's just play for pride. Let's just make it a respectable score. Come on, let's just pad stats. Let's just." I don't know, do whatever. And yeah, they won. They won. Best comeback. It still doesn't feel real. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like, yeah, that happened, but it actually doesn't feel like it happened at all. (laughs) 
without Gronk. Like, they won the Super Bowl without Gronk. Ah, my goodness, man. They won the Super Bowl without Gronk. Malcolm Butler was cornerback one. Hey, 2016 Butler was great. Don't slander him. Hey, he was, but just looking back now, it's hard to it's hard to think about. Yeah. It's just different. Allen Branch was like the best nose tackle in the NFL. <laughs> he really was though. Yeah, he was incredible. <laughs> they traded we move Collins on? in season. <laughs> they literally they traded Jamie Collins the year before they traded Chandler Jones. They they traded him during they traded Chandler Jones during the offseason. Like Shea McClellan was playing snaps on the edge. Chris Long was playing the most snaps out of any defensive lineman on the team. Like, what? Mm. What the? My God. Kyle Van Noy kind of grew into a, a role. Then we thought Marquise Flowers was going to do the same thing. He didn't. <laughs> oh, man. This effing game. I've got one game to top of that, Alonzo, because this is number two. This is our number one game. Are we ready? I, I can legitimately do a week-long podcast about Super Bowl 49. I'm ready, bro. Yep. I think a lot of people are going to disagree. I don't care. Looking back, the Patriots hadn't won a Super Bowl in how many years? Over oh, 10 years. Over a decade of playoff failures, all sorts of moments that we just talked about, all sorts of wins, all sorts of losses that we talked about on our list that led up to this exact moment. Seahawks, Patriots, the year after Peyton Manning gets actually throttled by Seattle. They're up in it. You were there. I was there. It was a home crowd for Seattle. It was so loud. If you weren't there, you won't understand. It was literally a home. It was a home game. They were were chanting Seahawks. Seahawks. I could not believe. I couldn't believe it. There were Seahawks fans everywhere. The first, I don't remember the first, I was, I'm looking at the box score. I, of course, we were there. And I've watched the game on DVR one million times and <laughs> with misty tears in my eyes, and I don't care. <laughs> but I don't remember the first quarter going scoreless. But I, it I shouldn't remember. Have been. Bra- it shouldn't have been. There was but one then, drive. Pat's had one drive. Um, Brandon. Brandon LaFell gets the touchdown, breaks breaks through Earl Thomas. Can't remember the corner that was guarding him. It from then on there, yes. From then on there, it was absolutely on. Kyle Arrington was on Chris Matthews. That was the only offense they had at the end of the second quarter, which was um, almost lost in the game. In my opinion, if Kyle Arrington is not on Chris Matthews for the whole game, the game probably isn't close. Remember at the end of the half, they had, didn't they get the chance to double score? They scored with Chris Matthews, and then they got the ball back in the third quarter. Yeah. So what happened was, the reason I said that the game shouldn't have been scoreless in the first quarter was, um, the Pats, the, their opening drive, they did nothing. I think they went three and out, or they might have gone like five and out or whatever, and. The, the Seahawks basically did the same thing on their first. And it was kind of feeling out. And then on the Pats' second drive, um, they drove it down the field, and it was so methodical, and it was balanced. And they, I don't know, they, it, it felt kind of like one of the 
one of the drives in 53 against the Rams where they chewed up so much clock and it was short passes and the running game and and like next thing you know they're like on the Seahawks 10 yard line and Brady throws an interception to Jeremy Lane who catches it makes his way out of the end zone and Julian Edelman the terminator tackles him tears his ACL and breaks his forearm that completely changed the game completely changed it so it was scoreless in the first quarter but the patriots had driven down to like having second and goal on the seahawks whatever yard line atrocious interception by brady and yet i would call the drive a victory because that made the seahawks play therold simon and therold simon was awful he was he was basically rashawn melvin so once he was in the game they started abusing him, like you say, the LaFell touchdown. Um, Seahawks, again, as you said, couldn't really get much going. Um, at one point, they scored at 7-7, and the Pats received to start the game, so they get the ball with a few minutes left in the first half, and they time out a drive pretty well, and it ends with Gronk isolated on K.J. Wright to where mm. any knew anything about football, could see, like, oh, yeah, the ball's going to Gronk. They're going to run a route or something. Awesome Gronk catch. Awesome. awesome Gronk catch. Awesome just, like, everyone knows it's coming, and it came, and it was Gronk. And they, I like, <laughs> there's 30-something seconds left in the first half, and at that point, you almost... You don't expect Seattle to take a knee, but what? They're going to drive 50 yards in 30 seconds and kick a field goal? Maybe that's their best-case scenario. And no, uh, Russell Wilson, I think, scrambled for a long-ass game when Jamie Collins or Chandler Jones lost contain. Uh, Chris Matthews drove him down there. I think he might have scored, or it was Ricardo Lockett or something like that who scored the touchdown right before the end of the half. And just out of nowhere, you you really expect the Patriots to be up at halftime, and boom, the game's tied, and Seattle receives the opening kick in the second half. And that was really my first Super Bowl that I, can, that I was old enough to kind of understand what was going on and know the rhythm of the game. And the long halftime threw me off. And that... It's it's like a given now, right? You you know what you're getting yourself into, and at that point, I didn't. And when the Seahawks got the ball back, it, it really did feel like an entirely new football game. Mm. Game was tied, and uh, they drove down, kick a field goal, 17-14. Then I think the Pats get the ball back, and Brady throws an interception to Bobby Wagner, and Brandon Bolden just destroys Cliff Averill. Oh. It's the second interception of the game that, for Brady that you can kind of consider a win for the Patriots because that allowed him to just like completely focus their attention on Michael Bennett. Like the Seahawks really didn't have anyone else that you would fear on their defensive line, and Michael Bennett had been destroying the game. So from that point forward, they just focused on him. Seattle scored. Uh, the ref set a nice pick on Revis on Baldwin's touchdown. And 
20... Sherman did the two four thing. Yeah, Sherman does the two four thing and twenty four fourteen. Uh going into the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. What, what, what were we thinking? I let me think. Going to the, I I was pretty confident going to the fourth quarter, I wanna say. I was like, you know, there's plenty of time. It's Tom Brady. Here we go. I don't care that's a legion of boom. He's been moving the ball pretty well. I I was pretty confident if I can remember right. I was pretty confident. Yeah, I there was a point where I was very confident. And then I think the Pats might have gone three and out once or twice. And at that point, confidence really started to wane. And Seattle had the ball, and there was maybe like 11 minutes left of the fourth, somewhere around there, early fourth quarter. And they, it took the Malcolm Butler breaking up something to Jermaine Chris on the sidelines, and it took a Ninkovich sack. And those were like the two. And Butler tripping up uh, – tripping up curse also on something over the middle mm-hmm. that like that they needed those plays to win the game they needed those stops and at one point i wasn't sure if they could get them and they were i would say lucky to get you know the, especially the tripping play that wasn't called they were lucky to get those and i just thought like wow the patriots haven't moved the ball all second half I just, I mean, they need to do something right now. It went from like, oh, they got time to, okay, yeah, there's urgency. And that, I never, I don't know if I ever got, I never had enough time to be stressed, if that makes any sense. Like, they they weren't, it wasn't like the, the Atlanta Super Bowl where it was so out of hand where you're just, oh, fuck it. And... It wasn't, it, they were always like too far away to really be too tense, I guess. So I, I just, I thought, okay, um, Denma, they, they need to score here. They just, they need to score like right here. They, they played them to a draw on like two drives, and now the Pats need to get their two drives. And it looked really bleak. Before the Edelman third and fourteen, which is the guttiest play I've ever seen ever by a football player. Fuck Cam, it. Cam Chancellor just absolutely smacks him in the mouth, and Edelman gets up <laughs> and he keeps running. Definitely it was concussed. At the peak of his fucking powers, didn't care Crazy. at all. Chancellor's like, man, what do I got to do to destroy this guy? Just. Literally leveled him with my helmet. By the way, should have been a helmet to helmet. Wasn't. Yeah. Completely yeared hold him. Then yep. you had the then you had the absolutely amazing Danny Amendola back the end zone touchdown bass from Tom Brady. Holy cow, what an amazing pass. What an amazing play from Dola to get free. Barely window was so small. Gets it open. This is, ha- this is, by the way, the play right after Brady like overthrows Edelman by 10 feet on a play where Edelman's wide open to score, which yeah. was the identical play to what they scored on to win the game. Exactly. So then they, they come down. The, Seah- the Seahawks really weren't doing much after that. They weren't doing a whole lot of anything in the second half, really, right? 
They weren't doing really. It seemed like in the fourth quarter they weren't doing a whole lot. It felt like they weren't doing a whole lot. But to me, being there, it felt like. I mean, they scored. They had the long field goal drive to open the half, and then after the Wagner pick, they scored uh, with Baldwin. It always felt like they were close. Like Butler needed to make a phenomenal play on a pass breakup down the sideline at Curse. And he needed to trip up either Lockett or Curse over the middle. If not, I mean, Butler was beat on that play. If not, the Seahawks probably go down and get at least a field goal. So it always felt like the Seahawks were kind of close to breaking through. And that's why it was tense. It wasn't, it, it wasn't panic. It was just like the Patriots need a breakthrough right now, which is kind of what Super Bowl 53 felt like to me. Yeah. And so the this was the, also the Shane Vereen game, which we haven't mentioned Ooh. yet. Shane Shane Vereen was absolutely amazing in this game. Had yeah. at one point had that one handed catch from that was Brady. A pick. That was a pick, by the way. From I where did. I was sitting, that like if Shane Vereen doesn't stick his hand out at least to deflect it, it was either KJ Wright or Bobby Wagner that the ball was going directly to him. Yeah. Shane Breen was awesome in this game. And it's similar to the these playoff games. Blunt is just absolutely non-factor. Useless. The, pa- the passing back immediately comes in, just like in Super Bowl 51. Yeah. So they get they drive down the field. Edelman gets the awesome, awesome. Well, what do, what do you call that? What do we call that? A zig route? What do people call yeah. it? A zig? Yeah. Edelman has is wide open. Absolutely burns as a guy. He's complaining about a push off. It was an amazing route. Edelman catches the touchdown. The play before Brady just misses him, and then chaos ensues. The next the next drive comes. I'm what thinking, man. Thinking? What were you thinking? They were. It, it was. It was over. Or with two minutes left. It was. They got the ball, and I was like, "It's over." The, they haven't done anything in the fourth quarter. They weren't moving the ball at all. And then Russell Wilson gets the ball, and he was still having trouble. Then they had the, just similarly to the Owen Daniels play, Marshawn Lynch runs a wheel route, gets open on Jamie Collins, who's supposed to be this athletic freak, who somehow gets abused by Marshawn Lynch on a wheel on an effing wheel route. He catches the ball. (laughs) Oh my god, I was so pissed off. It was. I saw it from. I can remember. I can remember seeing it right now. Me too. He Fuck. catches the ball, and then I think they go. They have an incompletion, maybe another incompletion of second down. So it's third down. Well, the curse catch was on third down, right? No, it was. They had it was third and ten, and then they threw one to Lockett. Um, he had a he had like a comeback in front of Logan. In front of Logan. Yeah. Okay. He had that little comeback. Yeah. And yep. And then I I was on the ten yard line. I was like on the 10, 15 yard line up there. He throws the deep pass. To me, it looks like a deflection. Ball goes on the ground. I start high fiving people. And then all of a sudden, you see this guy getting up and running and people cheering. And I was like, what's going on? And he caught the ball. They started showing the, they started showing the replay. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And as our boy Fitzy would say, Eris, yeah, I think he said on the Shits Pat Vince uh, say videos he said, he said 
if the Patriots lose another Super Bowl in Arizona, I'm going to burn that stadium down. That's literally what he said. <laughs> and that was so true. And, it, and I, on the TV, they started showing the replays of the catch. Oh, my God. David Tyree catch, Manningham catch, and I was like, man, are you kidding me? And I actually looked at my friend and I said, we don't, they were at, what were they at, the five or the four? I said, do you want to stay? There's so many Seahawks fans. This is about to be, this is about to be child abuse, what we're about to experience. We're about to experience the hardest slander of our lives. And she said, yeah, let's leave. And I said, no, let's just stay. So we stayed. And the run happened and my heart was pounding. I I didn't know what was going on. I was so nervous. And then it happened. I didn't know what happened. I, I mean, I don't know how close you were, but I just know that everyone was cheering. So Sunday. I started cheering. I started high-fiving people. And all of a sudden, it was over. And it was like, oh, my God. It was just over five seconds ago. The Seahawks were going to win the game. <laughs> Malcolm Butler makes the interception. And now Bruce Irvin's trying to fight the Patriots. The Seahawks fans are exiting the doors. It was it jumps off sides. I started a Tom. I started a I started a Brady chant. I still have it on my phone. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever done in my entire life. From that moment after, I was so jacked up for the rest of the night. I was I, I remember going home and watching the news. Like I would, I would be like, "Well, it's on ESPN. Look, what, let's watch on ESPN. I watched on ESPN. Oh, okay, that's over. So let's switch to ABC. ABC had it. I just kept. I was up all night watching the replay yeah. every single time. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, there, this is the this might this was probably the best played Super Bowl of all time. Um, One of ever. arguably. The best NFL game in a Ever. Super Bowl of all time. You and I were there. It was effing epic. And I just want to say, I still have the video today. There's a guy going down uh, the stadium. You know how there's all those escalators? He was going down the escalators and he was holding up four fingers in each hand and he had his hands in the air, had a Brady jersey, and he was screaming, Woo! the whole time and no one else was saying anything like all the Seahawks fans were silent it was just me and I was like man I was high-fiving everyone else you know what it's wild that we didn't see each other because after after I started leaving every Patriots fan I saw every Gronk jersey every Brady jersey every James White jersey I was high-fiving you I was like let's go every Patriots fan was mine we're not sure (laughs) we don't I I mean I don't know I high-fived everyone the person I was with couldn't believe I was just talking to strangers, but I was so ecstatic. Man, it was like Tom Brady won his fourth. Like, he finally won his fourth. <laughs> Holy shit. It happened. Yeah, man. It, everything you said just now is right. At this game, the dude, the fucking both offenses had moments where they were like, oh, you just can't stop these. These guys, and then both defenses had moments where it was, oh, you can't move the ball on these guys. If that's not just well, it's it was a perfectly played game, honestly, almost all around. Um, the Brady mistakes were bad, but Brady was incredible. And being at the game, there were two guys that you have to watch in person to really appreciate. And one for me that really struck me in that moment was Edelman because I had been to 
I think it was two games in 2013. It might, yeah, I went to Miami, which they lost um, in Miami, and I went to the Broncos AFC Championship game, which they lost, obviously. Uh, and I watched Edelman both games. And then being at 49, it felt like Edelman had just gone up another level. He felt like he looked a lot better, a lot quicker, a lot like faster, more spry, more explosive, whatever you want to say. Um, he just looked like he could move in short, condensed areas at a, at a different speed than everyone on Seattle's defense. That was crazy to see live. And then Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was fucking insane in this game. Honestly, that's another one, another performance that'll get lost um, to history in terms of Pat's opponents. But Russell Wilson in this game, he was throwing these deep rainbows that hit the receivers where only they could get them. Um, He was... I mean, the Pats front seven that year was very athletic for the most part, and they did a good job keeping him in the pocket. And he would just shake Chandler Jones and shake Jamie Collins and an all-time team and do his shit. And he was to watch him in person is just incredible. Like those two guys, I gained a special appreciation for after that game. And obviously, Malcolm Butler, the plays he made in that Super Bowl. Everyone remembers the interception. No one really Malcolm, remembers else. He he blanketed Curse for the most part when he covered him. Like Butler was great in that for the whole entire time he played. It's hard to believe that in the final, the play before the interception, it's Brian Flores on the sideline. Three corners, the first time they did it with a go- big goal line package. A lot of people think that Marshawn Lynch could have ran the ball, but actually it was a gigantic goal line package. If you go by, go back and look at it, there was giants on the defensive line. They had a huge package with three corners. Malcolm Butler is barely in the game, literally. has no clue he's supposed to be in the game. Brian Flores yells, Malcolm, go! Takes off running, barely gets in the game. Fucking interception. <laughs> Barely in the game, Malcolm Go interception intercepts the ball, and for me, when Malcolm but when I rewatched the game, I was like, man, I was worried Hightower was gonna cause him to fumble every time. Like I thought that Hightower grabbing him would cause the that's all scared. I was like, just be gentle. You have the ball. Yeah, we just we just stole this. Let's go home with this. Let's yeah. not fumble the ball. <laughs> everyone, everyone started jumping on Malcolm. I think the Patriots actually got a penalty for it. They yeah, got a they penalty did. for they it. Did. It backs them into the end zone, which actually, in my in my head, I was like, man, that that penalty was huge. They're backed up now. If they get a safety, the Seahawks right yeah, back they, in it. But then, but then the Seahawks, stupidly, Bruce Servan causes a fight. Yeah, <laughs> James Devlin gets in. It was fully it was on Michael Bennett. But well all of them all of them we got gotten to it. They they caused the false start well, and then the Seahawks like, started crying. Yeah. Yeah. Bennett jumped outside. So Irvin like when they were at the five Irvin started fighting people. It was fuck Bruce Irvin. And then obviously uh, last year last year we both wanted Bruce Irvin very badly. Cares. Yeah. Karis, man. 
Karis, oh, brother, that's that's our number one game. It's the best game we've about. It's arguably the best game of all time. Has offense, defense, uh, an amazing finish. The greatest quarterback of all time. Arguably one of the greatest teams in the passing era defensively, the Seahawks. Yeah, and this game literally had it all. The greatest play in NFL history. The greatest play in NFL history. Malcolm Butler's interception. No Which one just happened. No one. I, I certainly didn't. I was, yeah. I was on the 10-yard line around there. You were, so you were on the other side of me because... I was on the, I was, the side where Edelman scored, the, where the Pats scored in the fourth quarter. I saw those like basically right in front of me. Like I was perpendicular to the field. I oh. just I just remember coming home from that and having it being DVR'd, and I watched it over and over and over and over and over. And it would be it would be like July, and I'd be watching it, and I'd have like misty eyes, and everyone would be like, "What are you doing, Bryce?" I'd be like, "Shh, It's good. It's the greatest." And I think actually, our I think actually, Dad had that tweet about him watching it again and again and his and his uh children one of his children was like daddy why are you watching this game again <laughs> and he was like shut up this is the best yeah yeah everyone uh i'm just so happy everyone got to just relive all these moments again yeah yeah that was fun this is the best podcast we've ever did. Watch Rule Forty Nine right now. I might just do. It. Actually, I think someone deleted it from our DVR. I'm pretty pissed about it. Oh, it's on YouTube. It's not. Well, we could just watch on a Game Pass if we really wanted to. Well, yeah. But it's I'm on- glad. Is there any anything else we want to say? It's a great list. It's the best list. You won't find a better list. That's for sure. You won't find a better list. It's a great list. We were going to do honorable mentions. What are honorable mentions? Do we have 2014 Chargers? Felt like they were going to win the Super Bowl that game, home game. Yeah, went over that in part one. That was fun. I don't know. Not much else. Brady threw a rock in a workout today. That was fun. Oh, God. Well, I. If you're listening to this, of course, listen to one and two. Go back, read the threads, retweet them, favorite them. This is absolutely epic. There's nothing going on in the Patriots world except for whatever we are doing because we are just running. We're just running Patriots Twitter right now. Now so, they're going to be trade because you said that. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make some kind of move. We'll be back. They're gonna trade for like Marquise Goodwin. Uh, we'll make our 53-man roster projections. We'll be back preseason, training camp. It'll be amazing. And once again, we'll have another fun offseason. But this was fun. I really enjoyed it. Season, too. Yep. Can I, I, can, I, can I just say something about one quick word before we exit while everyone's still listening about the 2019 Patriots? Yes. All right, you're you're already an hour and forty five minutes into this podcast. It was absolutely worth it because it was the top ten wins of twenty ten. But just want to say about the twenty nineteen Patriots, <clears throat> dear AFC, I have some bad news. You're gonna get your butts kicked this year by the New England Patriots. 
they're going to win 14 games. They're going to be up by 30 points in a lot of them. There's going to be a lot of high-fiving, a lot of touchdowns. You're going to see a lot of Damian Harris at the end of the games. Brady won't be playing. It'll be Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer, whoever it is. They might roll out the Isaiah Wynn Wildcat because the games will be absolutely – they won't be close. They'll win 14 games. They'll sleepwalk their way to at least 12 wins. They'll be the best team in the NFL, and you'll weep about it. All right, thanks, Bill. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming on, Alonzo. We'd love to see it. And we'll talk next time there's inevitable Patriots news, like when they trade for someone. AJ Green? Nah, Maurice Harris is good. Tyler Boyd? Maurice Harris. Matt Lacoste? Maurice Harris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you later, buddy. Yeah.